episode 182, DJ Thielen. DJ is an ex-pro baseball player, now real estate investing legend, announcing him as one of our new featured speakers for our Awaken event 2016. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. It is time to awaken your alpha. Firstly, our big news is the date change to a live event and a big name added. The New York Times best-selling author of Mastery, The 50th Law with 50 Cent, and his best-known book, The 48 Laws of Power. Robert Greene is secured as our big name coming to the event. He was very keen to do it. We've changed the date. Is May the 27th and 28th. There's only 50 seats available. So head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Your Alpha. This episode is going to be all about how to invest in property and uh, specifically remotely invest in that property as well. So we're here with DJ Thielen. DJ is a leading expert in real estate investing and he's assisted hundreds of people from around the world with their investing success, creating cash flow for real estate. And he's also a best-selling author, co-founding the recent, sorry, co-authoring the recent Get in the Game with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington. Um, DJ's articles and educational information have appeared via personal real estate investor magazine, national and international podcasts, real estate events, and corporate speaking events. He's also been recognized nationally and internationally as an industry expert, and he has been featured on the cover of the national magazine, Personal Real Estate Investor, as a master investor. DJ now lives with his family in Seattle, Washington. That's going to change very soon, which we're going to talk about. He's also a formal, former professional baseball player with the San Francisco Giants, which is very cool. So a former sportsman like myself had to get him on here. Awesome guy. So DJ, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I'm ready, man. Awesome. So, I mean, is there anything we talked before briefly, but is there anything you'd like to add to your brief bio there? What are you all about? And what's, what's big, what's big in the news for you at the moment? Um, aside from getting ready to uh, relocate, move to California here, which I'm really excited about, probably the biggest thing on the forefront is that we launched uh, our signature program, our Get in the Game All-Star Academy, and um, it's really cool. It's just designed for people to really just get in the game and start learning and allowing me and my executive team to mentor people and really just teach them what I've done for the last 11 years and uh, have been able to be, you know, very successful at it. You know, a lot of it is obviously the investing side, but it's a lot of, you know, how to overcome fear in our lives. And, and so, you know, because I think if, if we're blocked from accepting and being able to receive that success, it's really going to hinder how successful that we are. Brilliant. And uh, linked to that, I know obviously DJ just mentioned that he's moving back to California and it all seems to work out very nicely because I've seen DJ speak. He's a very good speaker, obviously a great knowledge when it comes to investing in real estate. We haven't had a lot of real estate people on this show. I've invested from property from a, a young age when I, you know, when I barely had any money. It was, it was always something that was on my, on my radar. And so I've got DJ as well. He's going to be speaking. We're going to give you loads of value today, but DJ is actually going to be speaking at the upcoming Awaken the Entrepreneur Rises event in Southern California near Manhattan Beach. So he's going to be moving, he's moving over there. And by the time this show goes out, it will be very close to the event. So I just want to say he's one of our featured speakers and he'll be coming there and delivering a lot of value. So thanks for that DJ as well. Oh, hey, you bet, man. Hey, you, 
I'm not going to uh, just don't expect me to take my shirt off on the beach. You, you look a lot better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at, least ne- at least next to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I'm in North Michigan, man. I've got my winter weight. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be taking my top off. So, I mean, <laughs> the thing that stands out for me, obviously, that perked my interest when I first saw you speak as well, is the, the professional baseball thing. And, again, from England, we, we don't know that many teams, professional baseball teams, but the San Francisco Giants is a really famous organization. So can you just sort of sum up your origins, your alpha origins? And, again, obviously, that's massively going to play into the, the baseball angle. But can you just tell us, you know, where are you originally from and tell us all about the journey? You know, so um, well, I, was, I was born in 1971. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I oh, my God. Good job. There's not video today, but my honestly, my my heart just sank a bit then. <laughs> Edit a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, you, you know what, bud? I just um, you know, grew up in uh in uh, long story short, um, grew up you know single mom, no dad in the picture, mm-hmm. um, very close family, but just didn't have a lot financially. And you know, when you grow up that way, I think um, you you are exposed to things that that I, that I wasn't really aware of as I grew and got older uh, from, a, from a money standpoint. And, you know, we hear things like money doesn't grow on trees and, well, we can't afford that. And you don't realize that. And, you know, I didn't realize till I got older, even though, you know, extremely close with my mom, who unfortunately passed in 2010. Oh, but sorry to hear that. Thing, yeah, yeah. So, but the thing about it is, you know, I've been able to understand why it took me a while to have these breakthroughs. And, you know, and that's part of what I'm able to show people and teach them now, because, you know, I understand from being on both sides of the fence growing up um, with, you know, really loving family, really close family. um, But money wise, just not much at all. And, you know, um, I'm taller than my brother. So having to wear his clothes, you know, was not, um, it was not, uh, I wasn't, as the kids say, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have my swag on, <laughs> you know, when, when you're wearing the clothes that are small. So, I mean, yeah, in England, um, you know, we, call, we call when you wear your trousers that are too short for you, it's like uh, ankle swingers or <laughs> like <laughs> tights. No, I'm going to, I'm going to use that, man. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just, it just took me a long time to understand uh, how to uh, attract uh, larger things in my life learned at a young age, hey, if I want something, I got to go get it. I got to go work for it. And so I really think that, you know, not uh, growing up with a silver spoon in my mouth or being handed everything was really beneficial for me. Um, as I, you know, got older, was fortunate to uh, get drafted by the San Francisco Giants in, in 1991. Yeah, I just want to touch on that because obviously you say fortunate enough, but like, were you like a, obviously growing up a baseball machine? Is that what you always wanted to be? Was it big in your area? Were you one of these athletes who are just, you picked up a bat and you was very naturally gift, gifted with it? Or very. You- Growing up, uh, Adam, you and I chatted before, I, I was just super, super gifted. Like, um, I mean, I, I, you know, still run into people and, and guys I grew up with or played with and, and, you know, still, you know, tell these, um, you know, Paul Bunyan stories. Man, I remember when you hit one over this fence and it wasn't even a fence, you know, and it was like, <laughs> you're in a sophomore in high school and it's like 420 feet. And so you hear these, you know, bigger than life kind of Paul Bunyan things. But I was just, I was just very, um, just this skinny guy, just hitting, hitting massive home runs, you know, just loved playing baseball. 
it's, it's fun to do things you're good at or you find that you find quite easy initially. But when did it transition from just loving it, loving it, loving it to wait a minute, you know, you could go all the way, you could go to the pros. And then did that, the mindset of that, did that change your approach to it at all? And uh, tell us about that. When I was in high school, I started having, you know, scouts look at me and talk to me and, and things of that nature. And that's when I really knew that I had something and could, could go somewhere. And then really, uh, when I, out of high school, I actually, a lot of people don't know, but uh, my uncle was a uh, professional baseball scout for the Oakland A's and um, old school Italian guy, Rocky, Rocky Granato. Is, is that a name <laughs> or what? So, so, so everyone knew this guy, man. So he, I actually had the option to sign uh, out of high school for like, you know, a bag of peanuts. But wow. I just, uh, I, I didn't, I went to junior college and just really um, had a phenomenal uh, sophomore year and was, you know, junior college player of the year in the, in, in the area. And so I just, um, just had a great sophomore year and was fortunate at 19 to be drafted. I, I went in the sixth round and was the Giants' uh, fourth pick that year. Wow. And um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, was the youngest guy. And I was, it's funny because back then you didn't really like guys out of high school and in their teens, it wasn't, it wasn't really uh, as common. Yeah. It was a lot more rare that, you know, when I was, when I signed, you know, you know, 60 years ago, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it just, but it seems like, you know, now it's, it's completely different. You know, that, that sophomore year when things started clicking and I had a game early in the season where I hit, four home runs in a row and, uh, and, and had 12 RBIs in one game or 16 or something like that. Yeah. And so um, that was like when it was clicking, like, wow, you know, this is like, this is, this, this is, is what you're like, born to do. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. But it still seemed like it, it took, you know, your belief took a while to catch up with your skills almost. It seems like, cause you're obviously you're very gifted. Sometimes you, you sell yourself short as it were, and you always think there's a, a special place where they, breed these superhumans that and they're the professionals or they're the world leaders but obviously they've got to come from somewhere and it sounds like <laughs> at that stage you were one of them yeah and you know and you know the funny thing um adam i ended up leaving uh, my son was born in 96 yep. um had uh you know some breathing issues and i ended up leaving and being wanting to take care of him because i didn't yep. have a dad never went back and that's a whole long story we don't have time for wow. it, but but long story short, things worked out. And, but what I, I think the biggest thing that I look back and, and have really implemented in my day-to-day -day life now that's made the biggest change is understanding that, like how I, I explain it, like how did I got, I just gotten, I'm, I'm not necessarily more talented than other people as far as business, definitely. Yeah. But what I'm sickingly good at is, is leaving a bat at bat at a bat at bat. So if I have something come up or something challenging or whatever, Hey, you know, no problem. And I'm over it in 10 minutes. It doesn't linger through the whole day. Um, we deal with it. And, and as I've gotten just really sickingly good at that, I think that's really um, what I've really focused on mastering because in baseball, it's the same thing. You know, the, the, the quicker that you can get over, uh, yeah. a bad at bat so it doesn't turn into a bad game and a bad week and a bad season 
mm-hmm. then then and it compounds, right? So I've just gotten really, really good at yeah. leaving that at that at that at that and calling into existence the things that I want to happen in my life instead of thinking or having fear about the things that I, I don't want to have happen. Yeah. I just want to talk about that transition because I was talking to someone recently and it's, it's just the interesting to speak to ex-athletes and when you left or made that decision to walk away, as it were. The first year was really hard, man. I had, it was like, you know, um, working in the warehouse just, just to get by and take care of the, the kid and stuff. And, I was like, you know, had a lot of, of second, like, what am I doing? And, you know, I need to go back. And I was just really torn, man. Uh, honestly, that first year was really difficult. And I think it just got easier and easier. But I didn't, um, I didn't have, I didn't even have a, a uh, my um, AA from, you know, junior college. So yeah. never graduated college and really just got out, got out there in the world and started you know, learning kind of uh, just like I grew up, you know, kind of the school of hard knocks. Like, yeah. hey, you, I got out there and started doing stuff and taking action and just, you know, falling a little little bit here and there and, and just really, um, but I, you know, just kept going. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, the transition was, was you know, really challenging because yeah. I, I knew what I had, but at the same time, uh, you know, wanting to be there for my son and, and be the dad that I never had was, I think, um, just re- it, it kind of trumped, trumped, uh, you know, the, um, the success. Yeah. The interview is going to be split in two halves and it almost sounds like a life of two halves. So entering what, what, what will, or what did become the sort of the real estate half of your life. Just, I knew I wanted to get into real estate and had a lot of people in the mortgage business that were just killing it, yeah. uh, making a lot of money and um and doing well and i almost went that route and i went to a, a seminar and with you know one of the, the seminars paid like you know was, was you know like four thousand bucks which back then was a lot more than four thousand today yeah and so um you know went to this and came away with these really thick books and and i went home and tossed them in the garage and like i'm gonna go on the internet and buy some homes but i said you know i learn by doing yeah. That's the only way I'm going to figure this out is by jumping in and, and doing it myself uh, through trial and error just and, and just kept going. And I, I think, um, you know, I've never really thought about it until you were asking me some questions, but that's kind of been the story of my life. Like just figuring, <laughs> you know, just like just figuring it out and not quitting. Yeah. And I think um, I think so many people right before they're they're there, they're about to have that breakthrough quit. Yeah. And you know, and I just think that that's where, you know, people have to just stick it yeah. out. And that's where I've been really fortunate to just continue to, you know, grind and go forward. And, yeah. and just, it's kind of like, um, like in the minor leagues, right. Coming through the minor leagues in baseball, yeah. you get your, you play rookie ball. Okay. I'm in rookie ball or short A, they call it. Now I want to go to, to a ball. Then I get to a ball. I want to go to high. Then I get to high. I want to go to, so there's this, constant progression and stair stepping and i kind of look at life like okay hey this is where i am now but this is where i want to go so no matter what level that i get to i'm always looking to see how can i evolve more and how can i go to this higher place yeah no i I completely relate with what you're saying there and listening to your story it seems that's why you've been so successful is that uh the relentless nature and to just to push through and keep going because i do think when people are close to a breakthrough, whether it's a small or a large one, 
the, the amount of resistance usually increases. And even the personal resistance in the mind games and when you just think, oh, and you just, either you pull the plug just a little bit too early and it, it is, and that's the, the natural thing to do when the going gets tough. It's just, oh, maybe I'll leave it for, I'll try again another day. And it just, it is a, it's, it's, it's a tough cycle to break sometimes. Um, and it is, it's, it's almost like if you constantly play safe, then you're never going to reach your full potential. And it's, it's, it's easier said than done. And I'm sure people, when they, you know, have a conversation like this and then the cold light of day, they, they know it makes sense. But it, when you're in the reality of your situation, there's not someone there to point it out to you and say, this is that situation, push through. Um, and I suppose it's the power of mentors and coaches. But a lot of times people do pull the plug and it is, it is always the easier option and think you have another run there. But sometimes you just got to stay the course. It's oh, not- yeah. In starting our, our alpha round, I really want to get into this investing thing. Uh, we did, I did promise the listeners. So, I mean, whether you could break down to a, a few key points or the, the process as it were, how do you think is the best way to invest in property based on what you've learned from all these years? I think that there's a saying, and the saying is, live where you want, invest where it makes sense. Yeah. And, and that really sums you know, in general, just really sums it up. And I think that what I've learned is that there are certain areas throughout the country, like I've learned some undervalued markets that I'm able to, I've been able to go into and get properties for a lot less money and be able to get, you know, four or five, six of them for the price that I'd be able to get one of them um, on the West Coast. And so... So there's some, some areas and pockets that are really nice that I just figured out and where you can get a lot more for your money, you can get higher returns. And, you know, it's because when you're investing, it's not, I think a lot more people are, are kind of seeing that uh, everything's evolving. I mean, you have the, you know, yellow cab and Uber yeah. obviously, you know, is running them off the road no pun intended, but, and you, so everything, everything's always evolving. Right. So I think that it's, it's the same thing with investing and more and more and more people are understanding, Hey, I'm going to go where I can get the returns and I don't need to, you know, the old school mentality of doing everything myself and touching yeah. it and feeling it and everything that's completely out the window. And, um, and that's like, I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, geez, you know, this guy has said it, Hey man, you might as well like, um, let me write a letter and put it on a pigeon and send it to you. You know, like, like who, even if that was an option, would you do that? Right? No, of course not. You would like shoot them a text, you know? And so, um, it would be kind of cool to put a letter on a pigeon, but uh, (laughs) but I think, um, I think even if that's an option, it's not really an option for people because people are wanting their time back. They're valuing their time a lot more. And so being able to leverage a team like what we do and say, Hey, you guys can, so you guys can, we can, you guys can get me the property at a good price in a nice neighborhood in the, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 range, which is like unheard of. You can get me the property. You guys have your own construction team to renovate it, rent it and the whole nine and everything is just A to Z turnkey. And that's, you know, that's why we've grown and evolved. And that's why people have continued to come back and, and get investment property. So it's not necessarily, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is investing where it makes sense. You know, you and I both love the Los Angeles area. 
we're moving down there here in about a month. But um, the thing about it is if you're going to invest for cash flow there, okay, yeah. if, you get a, if you get a good deal, you're depending on the appreciation. It's the appreciation game, which yeah. is really like, really like being in a bubble right now, I think. It's really like playing the stocks market or mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just risky. So if people, I think more and more people, Adam, from the housing class of four and things, they're looking for ways that they can safely earn, you know, good returns while at the same time being diversified and being secured and insured yeah. and all of that. And, I, you know, and that's really what we provide them. Brilliant. When you come to the Talk and Speak at Awaken this year, you're going to be digging into some of the pieces of the process in a lot more detail because I know we don't have too much time today. So obviously, it's clear from that. So obviously, you deal with properties for investors because obviously the two key ways are to sort of do everything yourself. And sometimes people can assume, oh, that's going to be you know the cheapest way and you're going to earn the most money that way. But again, like you said, time is money, etc. And again, if, if you're doing something that you're you know, maybe isn't your area of expertise. There's a, you may think doing it yourself, you may save a lot of money and time, but obviously it may end up costing you a lot more in the long run and it may cost you a lot more time. So there's obviously two key ways to go about it. And I've, I've done the one where I do all the heavy lifting myself. So <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, the way you're talking about it sounds a lot more appealing to me already. <laughs> and you know what, Adam, there, there's also, you know, we say, would you rather do all the work yourself and make less, mo- less money? Or do none of the work and make more. Yeah. Right. I know, like, much like you, you know, you said you you like to just get in there and do. And I, I I've I've been to, through the days where I've, uh, you know, I've driven down to I've got bought some places in Swansea when I was really young, you know, and 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 it's exciting initially and going down there and like laying carpet yourself and and it is for if you enjoy that process, that's what you're doing it for. Um, because when you look stand back for it, you probably well, you very likely you could have got someone to do it for probably less and they would have done it a lot quicker and more efficient because obviously that's getting in specialists. Um, but again, if you like to do it and treat it like a hobby and you enjoy the, f- the physical aspect of building things like that, you know, that's, that's one way to go. But like you said, if it's purely an investment and you're looking for the return, you know, you've got to weigh these things up because I know, um, yeah, it's, it, there is a crossover sometimes for people who like to do every little thing themselves. Definitely a decision decision to make because some people prefer to have it as almost like a a project a hobby and the fact they make money and it might just be a bonus but if you're purely looking at it as an investment and to get in and out and get get some turnover and you know go the most efficient route then that's why someone like yourself would be a a great man to know (laughs) oh yeah absolutely i mean it's the you know that you heard of uh, robert kiyosaki i'm sure rich dad poor dad dad, yeah yeah. and the, the cash flow quadrant so 90 uh, what is it? 90% um, of people operate in the S and the E quadrant, which is a self-employed and, and the yep. employee. But yet, um, so 90% of people operate in that. Yes. But yet 90% of the wealth is created in the other two quadrants, which is the business owner and investor. So, um, yep. so you know, so uh, as far as we put, we try to put people in both saying, hey, it's like you have your own business. Yes, you have to stay on top of things and communicate and manage your, your team. But um, we really try to put people in those quadrants because that's really where wealth yeah. is created. No, and, and again, it's a knee-jerk reaction to think, oh, I want to save the most money or you know, or do most of the work myself, and that's going to get me the best returns. But like you said, that's where a lot of people are stuck in it. And, and you know, 
doing all these individual pieces yourself thinking this is the most effective way or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bootstrap all of this. It's, sometimes it can be short. Sometimes it can work. But a lot of times, you know, it's just a knee jerk reaction. And it ends up costing you more because you're probably, a lot of times you're not the specialist to do that. And you're actually slower than getting the real people in. And that actually affects obviously the investment and the returns long term. People, some people jump over a dollar to pick up a nickel. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you summed and, up. Uh, I've definitely been guilty of that and I'm definitely leaning towards uh, the other way now in terms of, you know, time is so valuable. I, I it's the number one thing. So, you know, unless, unless you're skilled and fast in an area, then I would suggest get someone in, even if they, in theory, on the, on the front, it looks like they're costing you a lot of money. Realistically, work out what your own personal time is worth and then how long it would take you to do what they could probably do in half a day or a day or a couple of days. And, you know, usually... In my experience, it's a no-brainer. You should get the specialist in, and uh, but that's just my fault. Yeah, and that's, there is no right. You know, as a yeah, as entrepreneurs, you know, you know, you're one. It's it's a it, and I've been through it, man. It took me years to let go of things, yeah. like years. And one time, under, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're still. But once I under really understood that and said, okay, um, you know, and now I'm so I so get it. You really have to experience that. And once people experience it and they're able to let go, it's like, okay, I can let go. And so now, like in my life, if I can't delegate it or outsource it, um, I'm just, and it's something, you know, something I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, I do, I do the things that I'm, I'm my strengths. Yeah. And, you know, anything that I'm weak at or not as good at, um, I, I, you know, have somebody else do and, and because it's it's easy you know it's like the the mentality that i used to have was like and you can understand this like we can do it especially like alphas right it's like hey i can do that and and what i've come to understand is yeah of course i can do it that's not the point yeah like <laughs> yeah that's like like why would i if i can have someone else do it for me pay him a few a few bucks and then while I'm continuing to focus my energies over here. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah. That, and that was a really, really big breakthrough once I really, truly understood that. Support is strength and you know, being able to ask for help and acknowledge and have that awareness about where you're not so strong and get the help needed. That's what's going to really you know, push you forward so you can focus on you know, reaching your true potential in the areas you are passionate about and gifted, much like you as a professional bass player and real estate legend. So just in closing, I mean, who do you recommend I should interview next? Is there anyone, I usually look for someone you know potentially, but also someone you'd just love to hear interviewed on the show that you think would be a great guest to have. There's a, uh, a guy that is a really, one of, one of my uh, best friends, his name's Chris Singleton, mm -hmm. played in the major leagues for eight years. Um, I think in 2000 was second in rookie of the year voting. Um, he's an ESPN announcer now, so he's on That's baseball tonight. Cool. Yeah. And he announces at the games. He would be, um, he, he, I mean, just off the top of my head, he yeah. would be a great That's, guy. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. I, I know you already interviewed a guy on and talked about PEDs. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad I, I don't have to, to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that, was a, that was a good one. That was a juicy one. I really got dug into that subject. So, I mean, yeah. you mentioned... I think we've had a few quotes throughout, throughout the interview um, in terms of like baseball um, scenarios, et cetera. But is there, a, is there a famous quote or a quote that you know that you really like to live your life by and sort of your approach to life? I really, really believe that 
waking up in the morning. You've heard of the miracle morning, but really, I think the the one thing would be to, you know, whatever your belief, I believe in God, some people don't. So be it the universe, God, Allah, Allah whatever, yeah. but thank you, you know, thank you God for, for this and, and thank, thank God or the universe or whatever your belief is and take 10 or 15 minutes and meditate first thing in the morning and, and thank, be thankful and grateful yeah. for the things that you want to show up in your day, that day specifics. And I think, you know, I, I, I live this and I share this with people and it's like, I, I just think that it's like getting, uh, if, if you get a red car and you really don't notice red cars, now all of a sudden you, you notice like everyone and their mom has a red car, right? It's like, <laughs> God, I, like I thought I, I didn't see red, red cars around here. And that's really, I think how our, our, our life works and our brain is that there's always good around us. But because we're so distracted and we're in with negative things or so much coming at us that if we set our intentions that morning and we expect to see and look for certain things, it's like that, that red car, those cars were always there. Yeah. You just didn't notice them because you're, because you weren't thinking about it. And it's the same thing with our lives. And I've, I've come to know that is all the good and positive and great things and blessings that are out there um, are just being blocked by our distraction. And if we set our focus on the things that we want to show up in our day, they're always there. They were there before. Now we just notice them. And I think um, that would be, you know, the single biggest thing that I could, uh, or tip or whatever that I could really share uh, with people is, um, you know, is that. Cool. So, I mean, if people want to hear more, apart from, as I'm just going to chuck in it, apart from coming to the Awaken event, Manhattan Beach, that's coming very soon. So you can head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. And depending on when this goes out, there may be some free VIP upgrades still there, but it's, it's a no brainer of a price So head over there and jump in and get your ticket there. And then you'll see DJ live, which is always the best way. You can obviously meet him and myself. But apart from that, what's the best way people can connect with you and find out more about you? I would say uh, the easiest way is to go onto our website, which is www.fortuneforeclosuresllc.com. Website's pretty, pretty thorough and has, uh, you know, people to be able to get a lot of good information. Perfect. Still think the best way is to come to the Awaken event, but that's just me. Because <laughs> then you can hear me. And come to the come into the Awaken event. Yeah, the Awaken event is going to be... Man, hey, Adam, I'm like... I mean, you know, we talk... I'm really excited about that, man. Give me good times. DJ, thank you so much for your time today. I'm going to have to leave you, but um, I will be seeing you very shortly anyway. I hope all the rest of... Between now and the event, your move goes smooth. And uh, I will see you very soon. Thanks for your time. Okay, thanks, buddy. Awaken 2016. Robert Greene is secured as our big name coming to the event, the New York Times bestselling author of Mastery, The 50th Law with 50 Cent, and his best-known book, The 48 Laws of Power. May the 27th and 28th. So head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken There's only 50 seats available. We've already pre-sold some. It is time to awaken your alpha.